Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Okay, so, interesting turn of events for American Psycho folks. Mm -hmm. The movie is actually psychotic. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Um, yeah. It's one of those movies where you have to be... You, you can't watch the movie for... It's good and bad. It's good because you can't watch the movie for for the literal thing you're seeing. Mm. You have to look beyond what you're seeing in the movie. But it's bad because what you're seeing is just extremes of superficial behavior that can just trigger anybody off. Mm-hmm. So much of my people have watched the movie. Um, I'm just listening. If you have Mazutov. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember when I first heard about it a long time ago. I mm-hmm. tried getting into it when I was younger. I just couldn't watch it. Yeah. Version now, I think it was the best movie to use cool. as a lens <laughs> to talk about materialism. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, well, yeah, maybe unfortunately, yeah. but we're not watching it. And <laughs> struggle. I actually liked it in a way at the, towards the end because the end had multiple possibilities. Yeah. Like because if you've seen the movie, sorry. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I just want to say if you've seen the movie, you know that the, at the end, I couldn't quite work out whether killings were real or not. Like your life of Python. Eventually. <laughs> Almost like a life of Python. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one of those endings that, that leave the audience, the watchers, um, the chance to interpret what they can get or what they want to interpret mm. from the movie. So that mm. thing, that's why, that's where I actually, like, okay, like, I was like, yeah, nice. This is good. Bro, like, I, I got halfway and I had to power through the last like half of the movie and immediately I finished, I slept. Now, one, someone can argue that it was because I, I had gone riding that morning and so I was tired, but literally I, I really had to just like sleep because it was a lot. Like at some point, you know, I, messaged, I think you messaged me and were like, should we pick a different movie? I mean, I just started the movie yet. And then when I then started the movie, I then messaged you like, this is so random. Like, I wasn't really sure what I was watching. I was like, I, like, what is this? And I, I don't like, I, I couldn't really tell because I'd watched, funny enough, a couple of weeks ago, I had watched, I think GQ does this thing, or I don't know what movie, YouTube website does this thing where it tells, it brings actors in and tells them to talk through their most iconic characters. And it brought, what's his name in real life? Um, Kristen Bell. Yes. So they brought Kristen Bell and obviously he talked about Batman. And then he talked about American Psycho. And the scene they showed was obviously like the first, when they showed the first person he killed, like the dancing thing, where he was playing the Huey song in the background. And you know, it's one of those movies where you always see that particular scene. I feel like I've seen that scene in multiple places. People have pointed at it as like an iconic scene or a great acting and whatnot. And when I finally watched it, I'm like, this is such a very random movie. Like, it started off interesting. Like, okay, materialism, like, the details we were talking about, every single thing. 
the business card things, which we'll get into at some point. It was just all of that going on. And I was vibing along with it. And then the psychotic part started, like the killing part. And I'm like, wait, how does this connect? And then it switched to the violence against women thing. And I'm like, how is this furthering the narrative of the story? And then I was asking questions like, how is he able to do all these things? Like, what's going on? Like, I had so many questions and it was stressing me out. But when I eventually then watched like another review of it, like after and things like that, you know, it then almost like Tenet. Oh, you cheated. I cheated. I know. I know. <laughs> I had cheated. to. I, I had to. But <laughs> I watched only one of it. I watched because I was like, I could get what it was about, but then it was just too fuzzy because I, I like, I was like, nah, I need to, I need to do that. But anyways, before we dive deeper into American Psycho, guys, the Yellow Pill campaign, junk, Yellow Pill Junkies campaign, I was like, is a word missing in there? <laughs> it's still on. Um, here's a chance to win Amazon vouchers. Um, fill out the survey. Let's get to know you a bit better. Um, the link is in the description. You can't see what I'm doing, but if this was a YouTube channel, I'm kind of like pointing down and saying the link is in the description below. Like, subscribe, share, all of that jazz. But let's get to know you guys. And it's going to be on for, by the time you're listening to this, for six more weeks. So you've got a month and a half to tell us about yourself. And you got today, guys. <laughs> and also like if there's someone you know that listens to the podcast remind them to fill out the survey as well like i know it maybe reduces your chances of winning the thing but that's not the point shit you get but anyways before i rant like, i feel like every time i talk about this thing i end up going on some long tangent which i'm now doing but <laughs> american cycle please let's uh, let's let's talk about this no just just add to that um of course i think it's also add we've, we've got a number of responses already yeah, so thank you everyone survey. that's done that. So, yeah. so thanks to everybody who's already filled it. Much love. I really appreciate it. And I think it's making more sense why this is actually needed because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of insights. Hey, I don't know and, what's going um, on in there. You have access. Oh, to yeah. Them. Sorry. I'll, I'll send that. I'll send, I'll send the <laughs> one I have to. so far All right, cool. to you. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting to see the insight and everyone's responses. So shout out to you guys for filling up and shout out to you mm-hmm. guys for helping us through the survey and for obviously for those who put their emails down for the Amazon voucher entry, shout out to you as well. And shout out to those who did not. Also, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Back to the movie. Um, American Psycho. What were your thoughts and impressions so far or about it based on all that jazz? Um, so as I said, I thought it was a movie that was supposed to spark the audience's minds towards different directions, um, which mm-hmm. was good. Um, but for anybody who hasn't seen it, I think a quick snapshot is just about it, the main character is a dude called Patrick Bateman, 27 years old, works in M&A, Managers and Acquisitions Finance, and he wants fit in, wants fit into the world. Mm. And the world he wants fit into is a world of... Um, Huge materialistic, uh, uh, what's the word? Huge materialistic culture and huge materialistic way of looking at the world. Mm. Um, I think it was so nice seeing his uh shower routine at the start of the movie. Was that the start or somewhere <laughs> at the, at the early, earlier phase of the movie where oh he was listing god. out the skincare routine? Um, <laughs> it's skincare routine. I thought, oh my god, what did this sound like you a little bit? 
wow. You're one of them. Oh, my God. Like, the first thing I wrote down was like, oh, my God, skill routine, guys. You know, uh, and someone, I actually have a skill routine, to yeah. be honest. No, but funny, but I, do, I yeah. do have a number of um, products, yeah. which, in my, in my view, I do not think I had a number, but I've had people tell me that, yeah, I think you have a number of products, bro. Um, but yeah. So, like for me, it was like I think I've already talked about what the movie made me feel in its entirety and how I had to cheat at the end to sort of like tie things together in a different way. But I did take a couple of notes, did record some scenes that that sort of like stood out. I don't think there's a lot of swear words in this ones. At least not in ones that I picked. So hopefully that. I'm just played the uh, money routine. Okay. So, so apparently in the book, apparently in the book of this movie, he took an hour to explain the shower, the shower routine. Yeah, yeah. In the actual book. <laughs> so it was like, it's obsessive. mad and i've also got an ice pack for my face oh my god boy was a gift okay When I saw this scene, yeah. When I saw this scene, I think one thing that came to my mind was interesting how um, this was also a male character. Um, I don't think that was by accident, but I couldn't quite figure out what the the undertone of that was as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, speaking of his morning routine, um, it clearly speaks about an, an obsession with self appearance and self presentation. Mm. And perhaps maybe also an obsession with um, having endless, not endless, but having more than necessary products that one needs for an everyday, easy care lifestyle, mm. right? And I think it's kind of odd because when you look at that scene particularly, it had like detailed reasons for each of his use as well. It wasn't as if he was just saying, 
oh, I have this. I have, like everything he said had a reason. Yeah. And one can say, well, I also have a lot of things for several, several reasons. So there's a reason behind why I have all these products or these things. So I'm not materialistic. And I guess maybe does having a reason for possessions make you um, what, less materialistic or make you justify your material possessions that are probably not needed? <laughs> what I'll jump in here and say is that like, technically, a reason is only one why. And, you know, you went through the process of six or seven whys when you were talking about the TV. So, and I think we also talked about how just because you can give a reason for why you're doing it doesn't necessarily justify anything. So we kind of like already answered the question. And for me, like, yes, you know, there's a reason for using an alcohol based thing or something instead. And there's a, like, I feel like with everything, it's almost like with the gym. There's reason why I would do this exercise over the other or why I even do the gym at all. Um, Dark Reddit on Instagram posted an interesting question yesterday. And it's like, for those that don't go to the gym, why don't you? you ah, yeah. I would like to see what they said. They were very, there were some, <laughs> the funny ones were the ones that were like, they work in construction and they, they oh, lift and enough. do things every day. So for them to come home and go and do it to the gym just feels like uh, overkill. overkill. Yeah. Um, another one said like pain chronic pain like there's something from chronic pain and so they can't go and then i just said they lack the willpower to this but let's not get into that you can go find it out later but i guess i'm just saying like for every everything that people care about i think people can give very interesting reasons about it and we skipped one scene which was a restaurant scene i don't know if this was before or after this shower scene no, we haven't skipped you can, you can just go back i mean when i'm picking scenes yeah, yeah. In any order, no, no, I, i'm just saying like the restaurant scene like I was watch like I watched it and I was just I was like rolling my eyes like the detailed of the like detail of the food the you know the fine dining oh that we have this our, our our chef is serving a roasted blah 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 and personally I've never been number one it's food and you lose me on food but then going as much in detail about food just loses me even more and it always feels pretentious to me but the funny thing is in some cases I'm also a diva. Right. And that's what I wrote in my notes, right? Like skincare routines and divas is what I wrote for this particular scene. But upon self-reflection and upon what my housemate has told me in certain cases, I can be a diva sometimes with certain things, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, For for example, I don't know. It's in the weirdest things because now I can't even come up with any simple example, but I know there are people that are way worse than I am, but I'm also on a spectrum and when someone then points at me and then thinks I'm a diva for certain things, right? So, I don't know. It goes back to I mean, is it, is, is it been a div, diva in method or diva in substance? What do you mean? Or, or it's it, you can be a diva in the way you want things done or the way you do yeah. things, right? Yeah. But, that, but that's different from the way you, you want to seek out... Um, possessions or seek out a life of flamboyance that you don't need or seek out um, an appearance okay. of um, being the being all and having all. Yeah. So let me clarify. For example, there was a period in my life where um, I had a different bar of soap for my face for two reasons. Number one, the soap was really You expert. had a different bar of soap for your face? Yes. Yeah. So what do you mean? A facial soap. Like a facial soap. Like, yeah, in the shower, that's calm. 
some people don't think that's calm. Like some people think that's like diva, diva, diva territory. Nah, nah, I'm not saying that's diva. I'm just saying. So you say that's diva, man. See you. Look at you. For, for, forget materialism, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you sabio. They don't know. They don't catch you. They don't catch you. <laughs> What's wrong with having a bracelet for your face? <laughs> well, again, you, maybe you're the kind of person that feels like that's okay. But there are people out there that, that will kind of like listen to what you're saying now and be like, "Why? Like, isn't one?" I'm not saying you have to have a different yeah. soap, but someone says I have different soap for my face. Like that's that that doesn't scream anything remotely extra to me so when when is it extra like because we're almost there saying that extra depends on who we're talking about and what the person is familiar with which is a fine answer <sighs> but sure you guess because i'm saying this thing about the restaurants and all of those things and maybe because I mean, we both agree that, so i'll put it this yeah. way so i use i mean we're not talking about soaps but i'll just speak about soaps <laughs> so for soaps i use one but not because not because the one I know because I don't care, but because I know that the soap I'm using for one is actually for my face mostly. But if, since the face is covered, every other part can be used anyway. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about Dudu also. Mm. Right. And before Dudu also, um, I used to use Simple. Yeah. Right. Simple was perfect for my face because I just realized I'll use it and I never got any reaction. Maybe yeah. that was just me having a placebo effect. Yeah. Possibly. Who the hell knows? Yeah. But I was using it for that reason. And I'm yeah. switching to Dudu also because... I like the scent. Yeah. I like that it just cleansed. If you had this feeling of cleanse, being cleansed. Yeah. But it's mostly my face. But if I had a choice, like when I travel, for example, I'll have one, I'll have a bath, um, what do you call it? A mm. bath gel for my body and one and some, and some for my face. I'll bring something separately because I have mm. that in my in my toilet bag. Yeah. So I feel I don't think that is excessive in any form. I think yeah, I think you can be called a diva if you're then maybe let's say you are having one soap for your face, one soap for your body, one soap for your feet. I mean, I don't think that even exists, but I can't think of anything <laughs> remotely. Yeah, honestly, I don't think there's like a middle point here because I I feel like for whatever points you make, there's arguments that can be made either weirdly or still in like. So for you guys way. listening, do you yeah. have one? <laughs> One soap for your face. And Type it in the you comments. Have, <laughs> we don't have comments, but I would just like you to reflect on this in personal space. And if you have more yeah. than one, do you feel like a diva? Yeah. Uh, again, diva in this case is gender neutral. So yeah. you can be anybody and be a diva. Yeah. Um, but no. back to that scene of yes. them at the restaurant. You know, it's funny how that's not really... <laughs> that can happen in real life. Like... That's probably happened in real life. I it think, happens all the time. I think I've imagined a situation like that where people go out. I know they, I know they speak about is what they have and what they own, mm. and speak about how they're in this space at the restaurant. And the restaurants also fit into that as well because mm. I guess for some special restaurants, they also have a way to separate themselves from the masses by creating an an aura. Of um, ambience, an ambience of ex- exclusivity. It's the same. But again, they do that for us, for all the consumers, for the customers, because that's what makes us feel special when we go there. Mm, it's kind of like right. Le- it's kind of like Lagos. Like so, Lagos has this notoriety for having very fancy restaurants, not because the food is really great, but the vibe, the atmosphere, the vibe. It's the vibe, everything. bro. Yeah. It's the vibe. And people, to be fair, people have started to rake on it, but people still go there and buy 
the things that they want to bring. And here's the difference between the vibe and the vibe, the vibe today and be, before. Before, the vibe was very important for a lot of um, meaningful events, meaningful moments in your lives. Mm. Where, say, you're going on a date, you're going on a friend's birthday. So you go somewhere special, yeah. Yeah, but now the vibe is mostly also for that the Instagram signaling. online appearance. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Which, which I'm also guilty of. Which I'm also guilty of because sometimes I go out. I mean, to be fair, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that because I... No, yeah, I don't even say yeah, that because exactly. I, I go out way more than I, like, if I post every time I'm going out, people will think, okay, no, I'm not going to say that because that, that, that's not try that. But my point is, yeah, I definitely do not um, share everything that I do in terms of yeah. physical space. So let me take that back in terms of what I was about to say. Yeah. But it definitely happens in real life. And I think sometimes wh- wh- when I share where, where I am, it's also to let people know that I did go out sometimes. Um, uh, um, I like this place. I be out sometimes, right. or it's a good yeah. You know, and because because we don't share things in in vacuum, right? We share things in the context of social interaction. Yeah, letting letting your friends know what you're, what you're up to. Even yeah. even though when I shared it, I, I, I'm not there anymore. Even though I've left there like seven, four or five hours point. ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. You're you're right about that, and um. In terms of like restaurants and places, like sometimes I pick places because I know it's a good vibe. I know it's going to be a good service. And what I was going to say is that sometimes those there's a Venn diagram. Like a place can feel very pretentious, and most people go there for whatever they want to go there to show that this is a nice place that I went to. But those same places could really have like good services, great food. Mm. So if you're there because of the great food, how do you differentiate who is there for the vibes um, and who is there for the food? And does it matter like? you know, who goes for what reason when it comes to those things. But anyways, um, let's, you know, zero back on the movie. Um, I think the next, I don't know, I feel like you might have recorded way more than I did. But, um, yeah, because I feel like I also recorded it in very weird. Oh, no, I, I didn't record it. I'm just playing um, YouTube clips of, uh, of, of those bullet things. points that I have written uh, down. Okay. What's your, um, next, what's your next bullet point? My next bullet point is also the fact that I noticed... Um, you know, where where you ask the secretary to con- where you ask the secretary to wear a dress next time and high heels. Because <laughs> that relationship with the secretary or the interactions. I so just I found to- that interesting because yeah. if you notice, okay, I don't want to get to that later on now, but let's let's just do it. Because you know he didn't kill her. Yeah, he didn't. He and didn't. I think the reason why he didn't kill her was because she was the only one who. She's the only one who I read down somewhere. She was the only one who she didn't give up those vibes. She was, I think she was. I don't want to say genuine, but because she was also very naive and yeah, she asked yeah. the right human questions. Yeah, yeah. That that the others did not, True. but the others also were victims in a way because it's not as if they were. Yeah, we can't blame them. We're not blaming them. Yeah, yes, we, yeah. We, you can't blame them. Yeah. Um, but I think I think what's her name? Jenna? Jin? Yeah, Jin. Jin. Jin seemed normal. She, yeah. yeah, Jean spoke, yes. She spoke about things she was struggling with. Yeah. She spoke about her not knowing stuff. Yes. She spoke about, imp- she, she showed she was, a lot of imp- imperfection. Exactly. She was, she was beneath the surface. Like, while everybody was, you know, talking about, you know, um, Dorcia or just showing on the surface, like, even from the, when he asked, when she asked him or he asked her to book somewhere in the restaurant, she asked if it was a date you know, and if she he wanted to, like, she just made it, and he looked at her weird, like, what in the hell is this random yeah, question yeah, that you're yeah. asking me? Whereas she was the one that's actually being normal. 
Um, so in the, in the, in, and to be fair, like I'm just realizing it now, I thought she was weird. But that's because in the context of the movie, she stood she, out. Exactly. Yeah, she stood out as a sort of, but she was really the only normal person in that movie. Like, she literally was actually the only normal person. Because even, actually, she was the only normal person. But let's carry on. She was the only normal person. And I think, like, you can also sense that he was also trying to figure out something bad about her. Um, because, mm. you know... So one thing that struck me as well was, and, and, and I'll come back to Jane, was the prostitute, right? When he yeah. gave her money the second time. Yeah. So, you know, the first time he took her back. Yeah. Sorry, took her home. She saw his character in and a way. And then, yeah. And then she would left. Yeah. Second time he came to pick her up, right? She said no. Mm-hmm. But your father had more money. Mm-hmm. She said no. And your father had more money. And then she came into the car. So yeah. I think that was his excuse to say, well, you see, you're greedy. At the end of the day, yeah. You know, and I think that, that, that was the excuse to find a way to kill her and say, you know what, you, you know what you're coming in for, yet the money was yeah. what you chose over your life or your value for yourself. Yeah, but let's be, I feel like the caution I would apply here is that like, I don't think every time he was going to kill someone, it was weighing if they were good or bad and then doing what he wanted to do. I think, for example, when he killed his co-worker, like, he killed the co-worker because, like, he, was that, he felt that person was obviously better than him and he didn't like that fact. Um, so I'm just trying to say, like, I don't think, because for me, I didn't get the sense that he was, like, a sort of, like, ripper deciding if you've done good or bad and then because you oh no no no, yeah, no 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 exactly yeah. and what i'm saying was he was finding was finding like justification um, justifications yeah for his actions even though they were all made up in his head yeah, exactly yeah right yeah and so let's play that jane scene um yes please just so that we and, and we get that on paper on the audio rather you're kidding right you look great you can always be thinner look better well maybe we shouldn't go out to dinner I don't want to ruin your willpower that's alright I'm not very good at controlling it anyway so listen what do you really want to do with your life just briefly summarize and uh, don't tell me you enjoy working with children okay well I'd like to travel and maybe go back to school, but I don't really know. I'm at a point in my life where there seems to be so many possibilities, but I'm, I don't know, I'm just so unsure. Do you have a boyfriend? No, not really. Interesting. Are you seeing anyone? I mean, seriously? Maybe. I don't know. Not really. You might watch this guy. It's funnier he just gets. Gene? I swear. Do you feel fulfilled? I mean, in your life? I guess I do. For a mm. long time, I was too focused on my work. But mm. now I've really begun to think about changing myself. You know, developing and growing. Growing. I'm glad you said that. Did you know that uh, Ted Bundy's first dog, a collie, was named Lassie? <laughs> Did you heard this? 
Who's Ted Bundy? So at this point, for everybody, he's trying to find duct tape. Um, tools for, uh, to kill her. <laughs> taping something. But he's also like stalling his attempt to kill her because I think he's not sure at this point. Patrick, have you ever wanted to make someone happy? What? No, put it in the cart. Sorry. He places ice cream on the coffee table. Never mind. Make someone happy. Okay. Have you ever wanted to? I'm looking for, uh... He's holding, I guess you could say I just want to have a meaningful now, relationship with someone special. I don't, I don't think he needs to give the commentary. It's fine. I think the... <laughs> this weird call. Patrick, Patrick, I know you're there. Pick up the phone, you bad boy. What are you up to tonight? It's me. Don't try to hide. I hope you're not out there with some little number you picked up because you're my Mr. Bateman. My boy next door. Anyway, um, you never called me and you said you would. And I'll leave a message for Jean about this too to remind you, but we're having dinner with Melania and Taylor. You know Melania, she went to Sweetbriar and um and we're meeting at the Cornell Club, so I'll call you tomorrow morning, honey. Oh, sorry, I know you hate that. <laughs> bye, Patrick. Bye, Mr. Big Time CEO. Bye bye. Was that Evelyn? Are you still seeing her? I'm sorry. I have no right to ask that. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Wait, can you pause? I don't think I can control. So I almost feel like, I'm just realizing now that I feel like that call that happened with his fiance Evelyn so obviously brought him out of the hole he was getting into and the activity was about to perform but i think he helped him like compare and contrast like okay mm, this person gene yeah. feels very different than like i think he saw for him for him i think he always saw all women the same way and yeah. this was the first time where he almost had to compare and contrast and then just see because this is the first time where he's ever like self-reflecting before doing anything to someone and i'm just realizing that i feel like that conversation made him sort of like have to evaluate and just actually see something different that up close. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's a very good point. Um, and I think she also showed interest in him as a human in a way mm, beyond, um, mm. beyond everybody else. Um, mm. And I, I'm obviously, as you said, I think the phone call was definitely non accident, mm. um, which is actually a good shout to just raise to be fair. Let me just finish up the scene. Okay. tendency to get involved with unavailable men and I mean do you want me to go? <laughs> I think if you stay something bad will happen I think I might hurt you you don't want to get hurt do you? no, no I guess not I don't want to get bruised 
Don't forget you have a lunch date tomorrow with Donald Kimball at Smith and Walensky's. Thanks. Slip my mind completely. So, like, it's interesting because. You know, even before, so before this scene happens is when obviously he's trying to get Jane to dress in certain, in certain ways. Mm. And I think it's also part of him trying to maybe get her to look. Like what he's, like, yeah. You know, look like what he's, uh, he's a vision of the world mm. to be in this kind of um, materialistic um, bubble of people that everyone everyone thinks of the world as okay, I'm valued by what I look like, what I wear, mm. um, the places that I eat. And it seemed like Jane just dressed normally to work and he felt, you know what, this is not the mode. But I, mm. I was also thinking, could it also be maybe that, you know, you're so engrossed in material, materialism that you apply to people as well. You know, where you so like, you, so you, you, you want also want people... You, see, you begin to see people not as people anymore, but, but as like objects in the environment that Features. you can yeah. throw. Make better. Yeah. Make better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's weird about this is that um, I know it's easy to like see it on the outside of you and, you know, point at it and point fingers at it and describe it as, you know, weird. But sometimes I always like to pause whenever I'm very quick to do that and try to see even in the most twisted way, how does that in any way maybe feature in my thought process a bit? Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes, you know, um, I don't even know how to put this without sounding like really weird and sounding like everybody has a problem or whatnot, but it's almost that. So maybe you have two groups of friends and one set of friends, you know, does a lot of like, you know, goes to fancy places and things like that. And in your own little way, you can vibe with that. But you also have another group of friends that don't do as much fancy things and are pretty much just like regular Jews. And you vibe with that as well. But you then realize there's a tension then comes about when those two circles sort of like have to interact either deliberately or mistakenly. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that's a sign of wanting to control certain things because i guess everybody can say oh they're my friends and they're my friends and they can be fine but and maybe you're, you're only displaying what you feel the other group might feel about the other group so you're taking that on and then acting in that situation but i'm just trying to describe that it's easy to point fingers and say oh this guy's being materialistic and trying to get people to be fancy in his life but in some subtle ways there are ways that we kind of display it and some of it might be keeping separate friends group. And we can try to rationalize it. And maybe it's actually good not to mix those circles together. But I'm, I'm just trying to say... Yeah, but what do you mean of... by like, like keeping... I mean, I, I, know, that, I know that was only an example, but yeah. what do you mean by like how that shows in us? Because I think your point is like, is, is it for, for us to point fingers at people yeah. like Patrick in that scenario? of trying to get people around him to fit the parts that he likes. Yeah. But yeah. you're also saying that we also have those traits in ourselves and how we... I, I'm not saying we do. I'm not definitely, definitely saying that we do, but I'm just saying that there are certain things that we do naturally that we think it's normal, but, you know, maybe there are seeds of this kind of 
wanting to make people fit into certain molds around us that we kind of like display. And the example I gave might not be the perfect way to describe it, but I'm just saying that's one way I think that could be featuring a bit, like what Patrick is doing to this person, because maybe the reason why you don't want your circles to mix, and I'm not saying this is the case, but maybe because you feel like, okay, this circle doesn't really fit with this circle, and I don't, I can't tell this circle to change. In a perfect world, maybe I'll get them to change and they will then be fine, but I can't do that, so I'll just keep the circles separate. Do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. Yeah. I get what you mean. Um, I think that might be answering a different topic, in fact, um, mm. the more I think about it. But I was, I was also going to ask you this. Um, his wife, if you noticed, was... Fiance. Fiance, or, rather. Thanks, where, fiance. Where person was engaged to? Oh, go um, Reese Witherspoon, his wife in the movie. What was her name again? Um, can't Evelyn. Remember her name. Evelyn. I think it was Evelyn. Ev- Evelyn? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, Cecilia. Not Evelyn. Oh. Cecilia. So that was Evelyn. The person that called was somebody else. Evelyn was, was, was our friend, I think. Was our ah, friend the one he was sleeping with. Uh, yeah, yes, sleeping with. Yes, okay. okay. Um, but Cecilia, his wife, if you notice, was also what you call perfect and the perfect embodiment of western in quote western beauty in quotes she was blonde rich and had all the trappings mm. right and i guess i want to say can materialism extend to one's type <laughs> in selection of meat in 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 uh, in the opposite sex in yeah. terms of it's not really about what they have, but what you think they represent. They represent because I've heard the the, the 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 saying that goes: guys pick girls based on who they think they have, their friends will like. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess my question is: that can materialism as a trait or value system, as you said in last episode, can it reflect in the kinds of people that people desire deaths no attract death or the desire i was i don't think it's even debatable i think 100 percent aphasias um and this is why you see people sometimes in in certain relationships that you're like why particularly when it's very obvious that it's not actually a great experience but the person checks some certain boxes and those boxes can a lot of times be physical traits but also like non-physical traits that are ultimately maybe superficial when you balance mm. them on the scale of things, right? And again, I always, I'm doing this again because I've also caught myself sometimes not optimizing for it, but to make, to give myself easy decisions sometimes with certain conversations with certain people that I might be involved with or considering to be involved with. Sometimes those certain things, I use it as an easy way just to, you know, I don't want my brain to think too much about why, why not. So I just pick one thing that maybe in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean <clears throat> too much. But in this particular case, I make it mean something. And then I just use that to trick my mind in a weird way. It's just to give it up. One can argue that I never really wanted anything in the first place. That's why I can trick my mind to do what I'm saying it should do. But I'm just saying, like, I think sometimes, like, oh, um, yeah, I like this person not as much. But let me think five, six steps down the line. Do I think they would want to move away from x place to live in x place or would they be open to this kind of lifestyle do they like to dance kizumba do they like like i can use sometimes weird things like that 
when I when I only don't really know anyone, but just to stop myself from trying to progress things unnecessarily, I will use those factors. Do you get? Um, but I'm just saying some people then really actually optimize for those things because you know that's what's easier for them to measure. I think it's mad because like mm-hmm. it then speaks a lot more into how deep the the urge for no it then speaks a lot more into how deep the root cause of materialistic traits can then be mm. when the root causes make you also classify human and material in the same not in the same way but classify them in the same using the same kind of like buckets desirable buckets, buckets yeah. right yeah. Because it then makes sense when you find maybe in this case Patrick who likes the appearance of you know having the suits that everybody can know is wearing a top class suit, he's got a top class car, top class um, apartment, um, top class not as good as Paul Allen, whatever job, <laughs> but also, but a top class wife. And then mm. if you're then using that same metric, if your material things, the danger there is that your material things don't really serve you, even though they serve you by function. A human being is not serving you the same way because a human being is there. I mean, a human being, this is, means your partner or person you're with, right? Mm. If you're going only based on what's, will appear to be a high value or high class or this person's on the apex mm. of men or women's status. Not not by what they give you, but what they appear to be in comparison to that apex. Mm. Right? Then that means like they then become also objects because the question there is like, are we then, if you're thinking of a partner or a, or a potential spouse or a girlfriend or a boyfriend based on how they measure up against the perceived um, high-class, high-value man or woman. Are you then making them less human because you're bringing them down to objective metrics but also um, them being like, oh, well, I've got a nice, my nice bag, LV bag. I've got my nice car, then mm. I, then I, then I'm the nice man. So is that man still a man or just another object? I, I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say there. Try like come again, just backtrack a bit and. So, just in a nutshell, when you have, when you extend those traits of materialism, or if you extend those traits of, you extend those traits of materialism to a human being, whereby mm. you want a human being that fits the criteria of what society has deemed as perfect. Desirable. Yeah. in quotes. And an example was, well, you want um, Hublot watch. You want this pair of jeans. You want this, this kind of car. Mm. And you want this kind of wife. When you then go from the objects to the human, are you then making the human more of an object in, 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 in that sense? Mm.
think the short answer is like yes um we kind of like are at that point in time um because it then means because the question you then have to ask yourself is if those elements of that person happen to change which mm. is possible in many different ways does that change what you feel or say you feel about the person or not so you married someone that you know I don't want to paint extreme scenarios where you marry someone that either, you know, was in a job in this place and the person gets fired and whatnot. So does that change how you feel about the person and stuff like that? So, yeah, I think it does. Like, if you then start to optimize for some of these things that can materially change, um, then what happens when they do change? You still feel the same way about the person. Because we've seen many Nollywood movies and stories of what happens when you know, someone is with someone for specific reasons and those reasons change and the person is like, yeah, I can't do this anymore because... But that's the thing because if when we watch the movie, um, for anybody that's seen the movie, you'll see that scene where Patrick, Cecilia, um, Dave, the, his colleagues and his wife's friend's um, boyfriend as well were all at, res- at the restaurant. Yeah. And Patrick was talking about how he knows that... Is, is not his wife, so his fiance and his and his colleague are sleeping together, mm. and he and his wife's friend are sleeping yeah. together. Yeah, and even his wife's friend's boyfriend or friend was also secretly gay, yeah. someone like that. Yeah, but it wasn't as if they were particularly hiding this these. Yeah. I mean, they were hiding it, but they were not doing a great job to hide it. Yeah, in public, but I think. What I learned from that scene was when you're so obsessed with the fickle things, mm-hmm. as, 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 we saw in the, in, as we saw in that scene where we were just talking about bare, useless <laughs> stuff, mm-hmm. you A, either don't see life through the lens of a normal human being, which, which means you, you should be seeing things that can be measured Things that are immeasurable, things that involve feelings, values, mm. judgment, wisdom. Mm. Or you're seeing those things, but you're choosing to ignore it. Yeah. Because it doesn't serve, like, it's not material. Because it doesn't impacted. serve yeah. the. Exactly. Yeah. And if that's the answer, then. Then begs the question of what kind of life are you living then if, like, you know that you're so steeped in this culture of the good, the best, the better, and the best, getting mm. those things down, that you can tell that, that there's, there's um, human problems going on, but you're just ignoring this human problem. And this could be human problems from a friendship. You know, mm. I, there's people who like, you know, there's, there's definitely a problem with these two friends. <laughs> they have issues, Right. <laughs> Because but they don't the optics, care because yeah. they are going out together. They look optics together. look good. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. Like you know, even I, even I, even just yeah. beyond friendships, even relationships as well. Yeah. No, relationships is like even on a deeper level. I'm saying like with with friendships, like I I see that sometimes, and like I find it difficult to hide. I've gotten better at it. At not physically visibly reacting to certain things that like i know are like i just kind of like tend to remove myself from these situations because i don't know anybody's full story but based on what is accessible to me so far it's a bit like eh. and particularly if it's someone that 
I know kind of like knows better or should know better, but they're still for whatever reason choosing to optimize on what they're optimizing for and sort of like hammering on that thing so much. Like I just kind of remove myself from the situation because again, you can you can be exposed to something so much that you then actually stop seeing the weirdness in it. And it weirdly it's almost like, you know, gets into a room that smells really bad, but you stay for quite a bit there. And you kind of like adjust to the smell until yeah, you now yeah. leave the room and then come back and realize that, my gosh, what was I sitting down inside? And so I tend to try to avoid, you know, things like that in the most subtle ways. But yeah, I think, and it happens a lot more with friendships than with relationships, to be fair. Um, it does happen in relationships, but I think the friendship one is an easy one to fall into sometimes. And people, including myself, rationalize certain kinds of things in different ways. I think my safe space is that I don't throw the word friend around that easily. So it's almost like my mea culpa in that case where, I hope I use that word correctly. Word, man. <laughs> where that I'm friend like, word. I've, I've, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, where I then just choose, you know, acquaintance or I know the person and I'm familiar with the person, but I don't like, I found myself like in weird situations trying to tell somebody or somebody else. And I always just use different adjectives about, oh, we're in the same Kizuba community or we're in the same XYZ. And I don't call the person a friend, right? And some people that like to grind my gears will be like, oh, isn't the person your friend? And I'm like, like, <laughs> even my room, my housemate and I have had this, well, she's being very random right now because I think we're talking about when we became friends and my, my idea of when we became friends was much later. <laughs> uh, Time, time I don't match. It don't match, bro. It don't match. And she's been dragging my life about it for the last couple of days now. And But that's actually I've, a very good point. The idea of yeah. what is a friend. Yeah. Because in this world where we've become a lot more globalized and become a lot more connected, mm-hmm. the word friend even means a lot more now. What is mm-hmm. actually a friend? <laughs> um, this, this sounds like another episode, to be fair. But... <laughs> yeah. And I say this because, like, when I went back to love, like, couple of weeks ago yeah. i saw a lot of people who i have spent the last three three two one four years with mm. that i've seen at least once every week at mm. least and i just thought about it and said most of those people that are here mm. that we are all saying, oh, hi, hello, hi, hello. I'm sure maybe some of them have listened to this right now. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But it is. How, how many of these folks do I actually know what they're struggling with in life? Mm. And how many of them know what I'm struggling with in life? Mm. How many of these folks will tell me things that they think I should hear? Mm. And how many, even when, it's, even when it becomes a difficult conversation, and how many of them will I tell things I think they should hear mm. when, it's, when it gets difficult? Hmm. And, I, and I began to think and this is what and I was having these thoughts while I was eating and smiling with all of them <laughs> literally <laughs> and I began, I began to then think okay so what are we then doing yeah. is this just a way for us to manage the current phase of life hmm. I had this like five minutes chat with myself while I was eating brunch and smiling yeah. and even probably still talking at the same time yeah and I just thought, oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It is what it is. It is what it is, my G. I mean, like you've been to the brunch, right? I'm talking yeah, about. So, like, yeah. so, 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 you can imagine the setting I, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's a good topic. Um, the friendship thing. What is that? What are actually friends? Yeah. Um, you know, for, 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 in this era, in this era of like all of these things. So, so for me, to be fair, um, uh, in one of my previous relationships, I think this was an, this was a topic that always came about because I seem to have clocked into this way earlier. Not because I am, I, I think I'm special in terms of how I think about things, but my personality and my nature pushed me in this direction to make this realization or let's call it a rationalization early on where for me i think of friendships in levels either as a ladder or yeah you got your circles your circle my circle exactly freaking nonsense well go on <laughs> it's actually not, but, it makes sense to be fair yeah so and, and for me that's the way i've processed the thing about friendships and you know connections that i have with people in the sense of you know, who is in my three, who is in my six. Now, this is not an actual number. It's just a degree of closeness. Who is in that three circle? Who is in six? Who is in 12? Who is in 72? And the numbers I'm giving right now, people that are Christians will realize that it's the <laughs> number of people that were in Jesus' circles, right? So there was the three disciples that were always around him. Then there were the, I think, 12, and then the 72, the, then 120. So I think of it in terms of that. And I don't try to put anybody on the close level like you can be, you can stay on a very far level, like for for years, because that's really what it is. And um, for me, if you can't speak into my life and if I can't speak into yours, calling you a friend is very questionable because we're both doing ourselves a disservice in that sense. Because it means you will see something that our closeness and proximity has given you access to, and you know it's probably something you should speak on, but you don't because you don't think we're at that level. And me, I didn't see that, oh, but I've done this in front of this person before and they didn't say anything. And so my brain somehow processes it as, ah, it's okay, right? Mm. Because then when you then do it to somebody else that is your friend and the person calls it out, you will then say, oh, but I did it with this other person and it was fine. So you're the one that has a problem, right? And then it just becomes this weird circle of all of those things, right? And all I'm just saying now, I just said it to myself as well because it's another sudden realization that, that's the, the importance of having people that you call your friends. The importance of them being people that can speak into your life and vice versa is the scenario I just painted now because your, our brains and ourselves are certainly like benchmarking all of these things and would always go to the path of least resistance, right? And so if you think this person is really your friend, but the person doesn't really say anything to you, you can't say anything to them. But then the person that really speaks to you starts to become a tense situation. You gravitate towards the other side, right? Mm. And then now you're then you've lost a quality friendship, and you're worse off for it, whichever way you paint it. Um, but yeah, good for thought. Mm. We'll tackle that thing on a different day. <laughs> um, but back to this movie. Um, one that struck me as well was I learned I learned like two signs of materialism from that movie mm. that. I felt maybe I'm guilty about well one I'm one I've been guilty about a lot before. Mm. I think the first thing was when he went to I can't remember whose house he went to, but he went to somebody's house and starts and first thing they were started comparing. Yeah. I think it was Paul the Paul Allen's house. Was it Paul's house? It was Paul's house, because those are the places he went to, yeah. And they started comparing every, every single <laughs> thing. Oh, I'm guilty of what this it has. as well. I'm guilty of this as well, my Right. Dear. And I thought Damn, I have <laughs> been that guy. I have been that guy. I've been in spaces where I walk in. And if when I'm impressed or, or, or unimpressed, I'm comparing up or comparing down. Yeah. And I thought, 
for a second I was Patrick <laughs> in in that in that place. And it's and, and it's a very strong sign that you can't even you you not even think, oh, this is a materialistic trait, yeah. Traits. You could just think, oh, I'm just thinking. But because it is because it, why are you comparing? Well, I mean, no, why am I comparing mm-hmm. things up or down? Because I'm just trying to evaluate what level. Oh, yeah. What level? Oh, this table looks nice. Does my table look nice like this? Mm. But well, I've already been in my house, my table, since yeah. without realizing it that it looks nice and doesn't look nice. Question. So though. yeah, like is it? Is there? Because you asked me this question during that time, right? So is there a is there a world where? Yeah, I'm gonna be complete the question. But is there a world where, like this, can be positive? Because like you see something nice and you kind of like, like. Like, for example, I walked into, was it a bathroom the other day at my friend's house? And I'm like, okay, this is... No, you can... Oh, sorry, yeah, bro, finish, yeah. finish, finish. I was, like, I was like, this is way neater than mine. It, like, let's know if I walked into your bathroom in Loughborough, like, when you're in, in your flat. And I immediately started thinking about my bathroom. And I'm like, okay, I need to free up space because this actually feels nice. Like, I like, like walking into the space and there's just all of that. Okay, my window isn't as large as this, but... Maybe I can open it up more to let light in because this actually is a nice vibe, right? So is there a world where you're doing the comparison, but it's not from an envious measurement place, but a place there of... There is. Yeah. There okay. is. And I say that because we all go on Pinterest to get inspiration, <laughs> yeah. right? So if you want to design a bathroom or design a living room, you go on, or design even your wardrobe or sometimes yeah. you just go on Pinterest. Okay, I had to place my plants. Yeah. I get that's inspiration, right? That's getting yeah. ideas. Yeah. That's like you doing a study. Yeah. I do that too. My, my, my friend in London has some weirdly very good taste in making a place look good because mm-hmm. I've been to three of his flats since I've met him and, and they've all looked pretty good. And the flats have been in different locations in the UK. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, when it comes to anything about the house, I ask him first because I just mm. know this is, this is your strong suit. I'm not going to front. Mm. It's just that, it's just that it's got an expensive taste. So I have to sometimes, <laughs> I have to sometimes find like, a way bro, to, to manage myself. Yeah, with, yeah. Say. But that, that, that's inspiration, right? It, mm. it happens. I think it's normal because um, even when you're brainstorming anything, you're taking ideas from people. Mm. And in people's, people's places, you find solutions to problems that you don't know that you even have at mm. home. Mm. Absolutely. You know, so I get that. But, mm. what, but what Patrick was doing was different. For sure, no, for sure, for sure. Right, and I guess this is where we should make that point clear to everybody. What Patrick was doing was almost like a scan to see where am I better than this guy at. Yeah. And if he wasn't better at him, he's feeling bad for the fact that he's not better at him at this table, this rug, this wardrobe. Yeah. Right. And the other thing as well was none of it was about giving credit to Paul Allen. Mm, the owner of the house. So, 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 so if when you compare, you're, you're not comparing and saying, oh, this, this rug is real, is, is real nice. Paul actually has great taste. Yeah. That is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Because you're comparing, but you're giving credit to Paul's taste. Yeah. Saying that, okay, this is something that I can actually pick up on. But you're saying, yeah. oh, Paul has this, this and I don't have this. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know? And that's, and that's like a more uh, yeah, negative a, kind of yeah. vibe. Fair the price. other thing I got from as a sign of materialism from Patrick in the movie was that it was kind of obsessed with either making people see 
or use what he has. Mm. So when the detective came came to um his office, he went yeah. to get him a drink, he went to get him a coaster, yeah. went to get him a one bear. He wants people to use what he has as yeah. a way to say, see, my taste is better. Yeah. But also just see, I have all these things to make you feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Or was obsessed with having a lot of things that he did not need. Hmm. And I think this one also, I've been guilty about this as well because some things that you might own, that maybe because you don't really need it or you don't really use it, when people come around, <laughs> you know, we're trying you, get, to... <laughs> you get them to use it or show them. And it's things it. that like, maybe they don't need, but you flaunt it. Not flaunt, maybe flaunt too, but you just put it in their faces because it's a way to show all of my material things. It's almost like the special, I don't know if it compares to like special plates growing up where when, when there's a good, when there's a guest on the house, is when you bring out the special dishes or special uh, china. That yeah. I can't even tell because I don't know what you're doing because you admire the guest or you're doing it to show off. To show off. Or maybe a very you just complex question. Or maybe you don't trust, like it can also be practical. Like if it's a really special dish, you don't want it everywhere around the house because kids might damage it. So, you know, yeah, but, but technically the kids are still there. But I guess multiple use creates the opportunity for damage. Bro, special mm-hmm. sp- special things, special plates are, are useless. <laughs> you know, I remember my I remember growing up, we had this nice set of golden spoons. I mean cutlery and plates. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's still there right <laughs> now. I'm sure it's still there, right? Unused. Oh my god. And I'm thinking, okay, so we're all old now. We've all left the house. It's yeah. still there. Okay, yeah, so... Why didn't we use the word? And there's no way I'm going to go and take it. There's no way my sisters will take it. Nobody's going, yeah. to, nobody's going to... Okay, I don't know. But I don't see us... I don't see anybody taking it. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. for me, I've, already, I've, learned, I've, learned, I've learned that lesson already from that... that Nigerian, maybe it's an Nigerian thing or, mm. of, you know, you, you keep certain things for special... Not like occasion... <laughs> once you have quality things it's it's it most likely last yeah all through if you invite obama or you invite your next door neighbor the same plate yeah. where it can be special can be the dish yeah yeah simple but all those special and i think i said in the last episode i said even special clothing clothes, anymore I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that again like then, I'm trying to find a way to, no <laughs> can't, be, can't, be, can't be wearing clothes only three months in a year in a year why do you not buy them <laughs> functionality over everything though, because that's kind of like the way forward like idea anyways um, any more themes to go around we're kind of like pushing um, um, no that's pretty much it I think um, I think it's just um, maybe the final point is to also say that I think sometimes Materialism can also maybe extend to wanting people, wanting more people than you need. Mm. To which you kind of touched on, but I, but I think we talked to name more on the idea of a person that you want yeah. versus having somebody the already, amount, but yeah. wanting more people. Mm. Um, so I think the more I talk about this, this topic, the more I realize how deep it is, okay. and I'm okay. I'm very sure we haven't done the best job at covering the topic because I'm unpacking it, we're realizing how. There's more convoluted to it, it yeah. is in terms of connection with psychology and who we are as beings and religion and meaning of life as, as well. Mm. Because it, it, start, it starts from a lack or an insecurity or mm. a need. 
but something often undiagnosed that we can't see, some, something often on, in a blind spot that we have. Mm. And then we then take it into material things, but then take it to humans. Eventually. And then we then conflate the boundaries of both. Mm. And then we then begin to act in different ways because maybe um, showing off one person makes us look in a certain way with other people. Mm. Maybe wanting more people that we already have makes us feel better. A certain kind of way. You know, yeah. and you just have all these possibilities of how you can demonstrate or exhibit or show materialism in the world. And it's hard for you to even figure out when it's coming back to haunt you or damage you because as we saw with Patrick, like Patrick went through about 20 crimes undetected. (laughs) Right? And you can see how like if everybody around you is so obsessed with that kind of thing, like you can easily go you can go about hurting yourself without you even knowing mm. Mm. Um, that you are because nobody's mm. pointing out. Like, that's the thing. The thing with, with Jean in, in the movie is Jean was, Jean was the one who showed humans that we're imperfect, that we, we get to a point where we don't know things, mm. where, we are, where we are at crossroads that we're confused about, where we have insecurities. Jean mm. said, she said, I have a thing for um, unavailable men. She said it frankly. She was honest, mm. you know, and that was like a human trait. She showed values. She showed whether values were, were wrong or right. She showed a reflection on values. Mm. She showed moral judgment. She showed um, insecurity. She showed fears, things she's scared mm. of, you mm. know, and she showed interest in other people's, his fears, mm. his desires, his wishes. And I think those kinds of conversations or thinking process that Jane had are probably what the producer or writer was trying to talk about as the most valuable things to have as a human being. Yeah. Um, that we should hold dearly. Not, not, not probably the lotions or the serums or the bags or the couches or the cars, but maybe how we interact and diagnose and help each other through all, every sense of morality, value system, judgment, compassion, reflection, um, insecurity, awareness, etc. Yeah. And I was going to say that, you know, funny enough, I think to be quote unquote fair on Patrick, he did try at some point because in, in different scenes, he would say what he's thinking, say what, you know, was going on in his mind and everybody would either mishear him or not even be listening to him. Right, because I know, and at the end of the day, the conclusion he said, and the last line in the movie is that this confession was, I think, pointless or something. Because you know, he said everything to the lawyer, he confessed his crimes, he poured his out out like that scene where he was really bawling himself yeah. out. Um, but he did it to the wrong person or to someone who thought he thought would care, and then the person didn't care, and so for him, that just means it's pointless. But I imagine if he said it to Jean, because she then looked through his book. So no, but then again, that depends on if you think. So that depends on how, if it was real or not, right? Exactly. It does. So that, I know. So that depends on how you interpret the ending of the movie. Yes, but then again, when Jin took his diary and was looking through it, she didn't know what if she was looking at was real or not, but she felt something like yeah, she was true. literally tearing up. So I'm saying, like, if all the confessions he made, regardless of if she took him seriously, like, felt he was saying the truth. For her, the fact that I feel like it would have been that the fact he was pouring himself out was an entrance for her to at least show that, hey, I'm here and I'm listening. Um, so that's, I guess, another warning sign that 
you know, sometimes we feel we feel like, oh, but we've opened ourselves up to quote unquote people and nobody has done anything. So nothing matters. Mm-hmm. But again, if your selection of friends has already been weirdly distorted in the first place, that can't be the solution, right? So unfortunately, it's harder for you at that point in time because you then need to actually then find the right person or right people to then open yourself up to. You know, as you're talking, I don't know why I remember this, but I think one thing we need to talk about in materialism was also the idea of hoarding. Mm. Mm. Hoarding, hoarding, yeah. hoarding. And how, how sometimes we can't let things go. Yeah. Because we're attaching much importance to material things and you can't let some things go and then you keep things that you don't need to keep anymore. Mm. And the reason why I remember that is because as we were speaking about um, Patrick trying, mm. I realized that like, after we had a chat about materialism in the first episode and I went to London over the weekend. Days, yeah. Um, I wanted to buy socks. Mm. Like for like a week, for like 10 days, I, I wanted to buy socks. Like I want to buy socks. But I want to go and buy socks in a store. I just mm-hmm. had that feeling. And when we spoke about materialism and so I, I, I kept saying, okay, well, why do I want to buy these socks? Mm. Again, here's me and my great examples. I always, <laughs> I always focus, focus on if it's not, if it's not a TV today, socks. So, anyway. <laughs> I feel like we need to become a brand. Well, it's TV, well, it's socks and just sell it on a t-shirt and people uh, are um, forget the point. <laughs> I, I want to buy socks. I just had this. I want to buy socks. And then I figured like, okay, well, why do I need these socks? Right. Mm. When we had the chat, I, I, I began to think, well, why do I need these socks? I said, okay, you know what? I definitely already have socks that I can wear mm. every day to work. But I need at least three more pairs. Mm. And then when I went to London, I bought my socks, <laughs> right? I, I, bought, I bought my three pairs. Just like the TV, but go on. Just like TV. But then when I got back, I didn't realize, like, actually, I actually needed socks. Mm. Right? But I just could not see it in a way because I've been holding on to socks that I didn't need to hold on to. Because I, <laughs> I it's, this, is, this is weird, but yeah. I had socks that were clearly not suitable enough to be worn again. Not that they were torn, yeah. but just that at the base, yeah. anyone knows socks know what I'm talking about, at the base of this yeah. thing, that yeah, I couldn't yeah. wear them again because it's they were getting life, sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I just said, guy, you have like, there's like four of these that you haven't worn in a long time because they That's are the actually yeah. bad. And when you wear them, you get uncomfortable. Mm. So this is why he wanted socks. <laughs> but, the, but the issue was that I was debating it for them, a yeah. long time because yeah. I was holding ones that I was yeah. trashed for at least four months. Hmm. Horror. Deep. So, points. I guess that holding sometimes can hold you back from simple decisions mm. that you just need to move forward because even though I was holding socks that I have trashed or given out or turned to something, Mm. it was still a need to have new socks. Yeah. But when you combine that need plus somebody who is um, a, bit, a bit of a, a kaku person, mm. you spend <laughs> like, kaku. you spend like, <laughs> you spend like months in debates. Mm. 
When last did I hear that word? In mental <laughs> debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost a thing of, and let's end it here. Obviously, like, different people have sort of, like, different directions that they're leaning to. I think mine, and honestly, it's not, it's not a one-size-fits-all because you could be a hoarder in this situation and another way you could be the complete opposite. We are weirdly complicated as human beings. But, again, this is just why you need to, like, be thinking about the things that you're doing and there are no easy answers. Although the answers at the end of the day are simple, getting there isn't necessarily easy. I don't know if that yes, makes sense, but that's, you that's, know. Let me, let me say that again in case we would not get that. Yeah. The answer is clear and caught, yeah. simple yeah. on paper. Yeah. But to find the answer, the roots from where you are to that answer is not an easy path. Yeah. Because yeah. it involves many questions that you have to diagnose yeah. and answer to get exactly. the next question. Yeah, exactly. Like, one thought that I've been thinking about now is like changing my bike, right? And for different reasons, um, the bike is, bike technology changes quite quickly. And I'm not saying I want to get the latest one, <clears throat> but there's definitely, I've kind of like ridden for, if I wanted to take cycling a bit more seriously, in some circles and in some way, shape, and form, I have extended the life of this one and I need to kind of like either get a lighter bike change a few things or get a bike that has more gears <clears throat> to really improve my skill and things like that. So there's that. But to be fair, like every time I think about it, what skills are you improving in, in cycling? Um, so now I, I don't know. Let finish, me just finish. finish yeah. Finish, yeah. Finish. yeah. But, but the skills I'm improving, like, so for example, the, the gear system, right? Right now, um, there's only a wide selection of gears that I can take. And the big, the ring in front can go bigger and the rings at the back can go smaller which means you're putting more power through, but it's taking more efforts from you to generate that spin that you need. So think about it as a single speed bike and a bike that has multiple gears. Yeah, right? okay, okay. Uh, Exactly. So the, the chain sets in front can become bigger so that you're generating more power. Same thing with the back so that a single revolution is doing even more turns at the back. Yeah, I've got a bike too. I'm just, I'm just saying, what, what, what's the skill set? Yeah, that's it. No, no, not so... Let's just say muscle, you're stronger. You need to be stronger to be able oh, to okay. ride a bike like that properly, right? In terms of the speed that you can actually do and things like that. Yeah, and a lighter fair. bike just means you can beat your personal records on certain distances and stuff like that. So anyways, but what I'm just trying to make is every time I think about it, I'm like, I kind of like, right now, I don't have that much. I think of it as disposable income to invest in a new bike. So I'm just going to keep trying to keep this one um, in a, as good conditions as it is rideable. And every time I'm riding on my own, it's fine. I don't think about it. And if I go on group rides, you start to see other bikes that are lighter, faster, and you're like, oh, damn, maybe I really need to think about getting a new bike. But then I know I'm going to get home that day and my life is about the podcast or something else. So like, I don't really think about it until the next group ride when I realize that, oh. So it's the thing I said about putting myself, like putting a distance between myself. And at some point, I might need to then just invest in a new bike because then, you know, it's something I'm passionate about. But let, I think it's also butchers in the fact that there's there are no easy answers and like I'm that way with my bike but with again like screen protector or whatever I would try and do that immediately or with something else I would do it a bit more immediately or I would not buy food from somewhere because I don't really like there's so many different reasons so anyways um I don't think we can what we're realizing with all of these topics is that we can kind of like go on and on two weeks three weeks four weeks will probably not be enough but you know, at least now we're adding a bit more depth to the things that we speak about and seeing the gaps in our own conversation about something. And it's weird. Honestly, I was thinking about 
this American Psycho movie and I was wondering what it would eventually turn into. But like, as we've done this now, there's actually a lot more to it. Um, yeah, there is that, a lot more, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, guys, I'm more recommending the movie. Um, I think I'm recommending the episode. <laughs> this episode, listen to like, don't watch the movie. Just listen to this episode, oh, and, and you should be fine because I don't You're want to go watch. Because, <laughs> bro, like that movie, halfway through, I was like, so for context, guys, Wally and I almost switched to like we'd watched the movie, but we were considering picking another movie to then review. That's how. That's how. <laughs> That's how interesting this particular one was. And I think some of you guys that are very adventurous and daredevils, this is only motivating you more to go and watch it. So um, do you, boo. Um, don't say I didn't tell you, but maybe we're just being dramatic. Well, you take us home. We're probably, be, we're probably being dramatic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to episode four of season nine. Um, if you haven't caught it yet, um, please catch the Yellow Peel Junkie campaign. Link in description in the survey. Chance to win an Amazon voucher of 25 quid. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I wish you the very best in the coming week, which you're probably gonna hear in my outro again. <laughs> <laughs> in a live recording, I wish you guys the very best this week. Um. This is this Valentine's Day week coming out? No. When we, no 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 no. This is going to come out. Okay. 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 It's Valentine's. not Valentine's Day. Yeah. 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 Oof. Okay. This is be very odd. <laughs> it's very very odd Valentine's Day topic. Materialism. So thank thank goodness for that. <laughs> you know, I, I said I sent it to you, and I was like, you know, it's it kind of like connects in a way, but it, it is what uh, it is. Now, guys, do whatever you want to do for your vows. If you love somebody, you like somebody out there, go out there and make it happen, man. <laughs> do you know, do you know, I just remembered ISI, like you know, vows day in ISI. What that usually oh, means for boys. I, I know. I'll, what, you mentioned what, her name. <laughs> what an emb- embarrassment. I remember that day I mean, specifically. Not, not her, me. Yeah, I'm but just myself, you. Just yes, so yes, can say yes. it. You deserve to be dissed because every time I... <laughs> uh, what an embarrassment. I embarrassed my entire lineage that day. I didn't even do it right, you know? I, yeah. I didn't even do it right. For, for a guy who, who has a lot of um, suave and... Yeah. And storytelling and um, a bit of romance embedded inside me. I didn't, I didn't do it right. But it was so embarrassing. Dr- it was quite dramatic. No, not even just what you did. I'm just saying, like, Val's day in ISI was dramatic because. Okay, let's just let, let let's go. This is no. We can talk about that next week. This True. is no Valentine's okay. Day. So, guys, remind episode. us, remind us on. I don't know. Whenever we post the next episode online, just remind us <laughs> not to talk about Val's day. Uh, if, if if you like me, you will not you will remind us, please. Thanks. I hope I remember. As long as it's Val's day, I remember. Don't worry, because I I thankfully not thankfully, but I didn't have the, I don't know to participate so now I'm looking back and I'm grateful that I not grateful that I didn't because maybe it would have been a nice experience because I never really did that vibe I did I was on the receiving end of a random one that anyways we're going deep as always but anyways guys I love you guys um, enjoy your week um, stay chilly stay blessed stay stay happy stay cheerful stay unmaterialistic um, as much as you can if you can everybody have a great yeah. week cheerios And now a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five star rating and review if you like this episode. 
Also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Pill Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Pill underscore Pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Pill with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always and right next to me is Toby and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.